Greetings and welcome to Sojourn of Souls. Here at Sojourn of Souls, we want to extend a heartfelt welcome to everyone throughout the world. We are delighted to count all of you as part of our company as we trek together in this world so we can live eternally with God in the next. Just a reminder, if you find that traveling with us is useful, we encourage you to follow us and share our podcast, Sojourn of Souls, with your friends and family. You are our only sales force, so don't be shy about spreading the word. Hi, I'm Deacon Tim Vaughn, and in this episode, I'm going to tell you about one of the great doctors of the church who really teaches us about who we are and how we are to love the Mother of God, our Mother Mary, and that is St. Bernard of Clairvaux. In August of 2008, Pope Benedict spoke of the saint during his weekly audience. He recalled that Pope Pius VIII labeled the honey sweet doctor for his eloquence and that he traveled throughout Europe defending the Christian faith. St. Bernard had a great devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary and in so much that Pope Benedict XVI added he was also remembered as a doctor of Mariology, not because he wrote extensively on Our Lady, but because he understood her essential role in the church, presenting her as a perfect model of the monastic life and of every other form of Christian life. So today, we're going to look at the life of St. Bernard and his devotion to our Holy Mother Mary. So let us begin first with and our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In doing my research on St. Bernard, I read many stories about St. Bernard, and all of them seemed a bit different about his life. But all of them were still the same. And after reading them all, I took what I thought was probably the closest to the truth. But in the end, it really doesn't matter because when the dust settled, St. Bernard was a great saint who did a lot of wonderful things. Every year on August the 20th, we celebrate the feast day of St. Bernard of Clairvaux, who was canonized in 1174 by Pope Alexander VIII and was made doctor of the church by Pope Pius VIII in 1826. St. Bernard stands as one of the giants of the Christian, spiritual, and theological heritage and his writings represent a peak monastic theology and spirituality. 
St. Bernard was the third son in a family of six boys and one girl. It had been born in the year either 1090 or 1091 in Dijon in the province of Burgundy in France. Both his father, Desalin, and his mother, Elith, or Elizabeth, belonged to families of nobility and were very devoted Catholic. Elizabeth was very devoted to God. She was a great influence on St. Bernard, and after her death, when he was 19, and saved him from the inculcation of a worldly career. During his youth, he did not escape from trying temptations, but his virtue triumphed over them, and in many instances, in an heroic manner, from the time he thought of retiring from the world and living a life of solitude and prayer. Sounds very much like a monk, doesn't it? Wanting to retire and live a life of solitude? In 1113, St. Bernard, along with 30 young noblemen of Burgundy, sought admission into the Cistercian order at the monastery of, of Cito, where St. Stephen Harding was abbot. In 1115, St. Stephen appointed him to lead a small group of monks to establish a monastery at Wormwood located on the borders of Burgundy and Champagne. It was a desolate, swampy, rugged, and inhospitable place. Within about four years or so, this dying community had recovered enough vitality to establish and receive the name Clairvaux, meaning Clear Valley. With Bernard as abbot, a role he would fill for the next 38 years. This zealot young man was quite demanding, although more on himself than others. A slight breakdown of health taught him to be a little bit more patient and understanding of the novices that he brought in. But however, this monastery was making rapid progress. Disciples flocked to it in great numbers, desirous of putting themselves under the direction of St. Bernard. His aged father and all of his brothers entered Clairvaux as religious. And only his sister was in the world, and she, with the consent of her husband, soon took the veil of a Benedictine convent in Julie. Clairvaux, becoming too small for the religious who crowded there, was necessary to send out bands to find new houses. St. Bernard's first book, on the steps of humility and pride, ingeniously expands the teaching of St. Benedict's rule, mostly about humility and the communal life. Known for his angelical fervor and ardent love for God and neighbor, St. Bernard was beloved for his ability to combine his uncompromising desire to foster holiness in themselves and his monks with the patience of a loving father. One of the most important things we can learn from St. Bernard was his teaching on humility. He taught every novice humility as he entered the monastery. He tasted from the seventh chapter of the rule of St. Benedict. There are 12 steps of humility, and I think they're important to know. 
Currently, I'm reading a book called Humility Rules by Father J. Augustine Weta OSB for a second time, and I feel it is a book worth reading every year. Now the 12 steps. First, the fear of God. Second, is self-denial. Three, obedience. Four, perseverance. Five, repentance. Six, serenity. Seven, self-abasement. Eight, prudence. Nine, silence. Ten, dignity. Eleven, discretion. And twelve, reverence. These 12 steps are explained in detail online or in the Rule of St. Benedict or in the book I just mentioned. Every person should read them. Now, by the time Abbot Bernard died, his monastery in Clairvaux numbered about 700 monks, and he had founded at least 68 monasteries. St. Bernard left a great legacy behind him, not only in Clairvaux, but throughout the world, especially with his teachings and devotion to the Blessed Mother Mary. Pope Pius XII, encyclical on St. Bernard, last of the fathers, number 30, wrote, So great was his confidence in her most powerful intercession that he did not hesitate to write, it is the will of God that we should have nothing which has not passed through the hands of Mary. Likewise, such is the will of God who have not have us obtained anything through the hands of Mary. Now, one of the most famous and my favorite homilies that I've ever read is the homily expert of St. Bernard, that is in the office for the readings of December 20th, the fourth week of Advent, and I'll read it for you in full. You have heard, O Virgin, that you conceive and bear a son. You have heard that it will not be by man, but by the Holy Spirit. The angel awaits an answer. It is time for him to return to God who sent him. We too are waiting, O lady, for your word of compassion. The sentence of condemnation weighs heavily upon us. The price of our salvation is offered to you. We shall be set free at once if you consent. In the eternal word of God, all came to be and behold, we die. In your brief response, we are to be remade in order to be, be recalled to life. Tearful Adam, with his sorrowing family, begs this of you. O loving virgin, in their exile from paradise, Abraham begs it, David begs it, all the other patriarchs, your ancestors ask it of you as they dwell in the country of the shadow of death. This is what the whole world, earth, awaits for. Prostrate at your feet. 
It is right in doing so. For on your word depends comfort under wretched, ransom for the captive, freedom for the condemned. Indeed, salvation for all the sins, sons of Adam, the whole of your race. Answer quickly, O virgin. Reply in haste to the angel, or rather, through the angel to the Lord. Answer with a word. Receive the word of God. Speak your own word. Conceive the divine word. Breathe a passing word. Embrace the internal word. Why do you delay? Why are you afraid? Believe, give praise, and receive. Let humility be bold. Let modesty be confident. This is no time for virginato simplicity, to forget prudence. In this matter alone, O prudent virgin, do not fear to be presumptuous. Though modest silence is pleasing, dutiful speech is now more necessary. Open your heart to faith, O blessed Virgin, your lips to praise your womb to the Creator. See the desire of all nations is at your door, knocking to enter. If he should pass by because of your delay and sorrow, you will Begin to seek him afresh, the one whom your soul loves. Arise, hasten open. Arise in faith, hasten in devotion. Open in praise and thanksgiving. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, she says. Be it done according to your word. Now let us close by praying a Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And remember Jesus' words, wide is the road to destruction. So, we remind you, stay on the path, and we ask the Saint Raphael, the Archangel of Travelers, God speed you on your sojourn.